Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And you are listening to another edition of Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. Jatu sabe. We got a big show for you on a Tuesday after week one. We're going to go through all the news and notes, all the injury updates, all the next men up that you need to know about. For my cipher, we will also detail what speeds got right. We will also detail what speeds got wrong. Then what we're going to do is, I know it's Tuesday. I know you guys need your waiver wires. They are about to run. We are going to go position by position. We'll go tight end. We'll go running back. We'll go reverse cowgirl if needed as we go position by position. And I'll tell you, out of the most added kind of guys that I see out there, which ones I think are really a thing and which ones are one-week fugazis that you need to forget about about okay then later on as usual we will put the fun in functional sports content here on fantasy freestyle okay what we're also going to do is we're going to be taking your questions from the chat room i know you guys are checking us out right here on the fantasy sports network youtube live stream and my guys the stats over beat cypher are always in it to win it they're already asking me questions like my man lance davis would say yo lance davis already in there strong style already asking about tight ends because you lost Delaney Walker. You may have lost Greg Olson. I got you. Okay? I got people at every position, including reverse cowgirl, that you can pick up for week two to win your leagues and win that cash. All right? So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to drop them bows on them. Don't worry about it, Strong Style. Don't worry about it, Lance Davis. And big shout out to my man, Siraj. He's be talking about hitting me up on the Patreon. Already, you got to hit that like button. We are in it to win it, all right? For my cypher, that's what it up. I hope you had a good week because, to be quite honest, I had a pretty good week, all right? I cashed in DFS, all right? I went um, 11-5 and five against the spread picking all the games last week, okay? That was nice. My DFS lineup, I hope, helped you, some of you people. I heard from our homegirl, Jilly Dilly, saying she cashed with our DFS lineup, all right? And I'm in, like, six... I believe six, I want to say, fantasy leagues. My teams won four and two. I won in four of my leagues, including the biggest money league out there, including my home, you know, dynasty league. So we're feeling good after week one. You know that I'm a Jets fan. It is not the same darn old Jets. Big shout out to my man Kenneth Cashman and RotoWare, of course. We also got a poll question up, okay? You can get down in the chat room. I also want this poll question because I think it's an interesting one. I'm asking you guys. Um, which running back do you think will start the most games this year? Okay, um, not necessarily like come off the bench, not be worked into a timeshare, nothing like that. Who do you think will start the most games this year? My options for you are Mark Ingram, who we kind of know the answer, right? It's likely going to be 12. Is it Le'Veon Bell? Could be 15, could be zero, could be six. We don't know. Is it James Conner? Well, we know it's at least one, but it's kind of inverse to Le'Veon Bell, right? And the fourth option I have there is Shady McCoy. And one might think, what do you mean? Shady's going to start 16 games. 
Ah, but the shoe can drop on him at any time. If you are part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, you know that the NFL is inconsistent with how they adjudicate these things, so we don't know. That's the poll question. If you want to get down, hit us up in the chat room as well. Let's get to it, all right? Week one. A lot of injuries that you guys need to know about. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about those injuries and who is the kind of next man up there before we kind of transition into our waivers in the next segment. So first off, Leonard Fournette for Netflix and Chill. He uh, pulled the hamstring. They're saying it's minor, okay? But here's the thing. You need to go get TJ Yeldon regardless. Okay, Yeldon to me is I was talking about Yeldon in the same way I was talking about guys like James Conner, guys like Austin Eckler. These are guys who may even have standalone value, but definitely as a handcuff, you need to get TJ Yeldon if you do not already have him, especially as a Fournette owner. It looks like Fournette may be okay and may be giving it a go week two. They play the New England Patriots, and if he's got lingering injuries already this early in the season, TJ Yeldon will get a start at some point in place of Leonard Fournette. Deshaun Jackson got a concussion in that big-time win for the Bucks over the New Orleans Saints, 48-40. to I've been telling you guys, I've been telling you guys, I'll say it again. Chris Godwin is a name you need to know, especially if Deshaun Jackson misses any time. Chris Godwin, I believe, will be the number two wide receiver in Tampa Bay and definitely a name to know, especially in PPR formats because it looks like Ryan Fitzmagic is going to sling it all over the lot. Big shout-out to my guys, the Trap Game Maestros, Young Kaz, and the effect either tonight or on Thursday. We're going to uh, debut their brand new track. Little Fitzmagic may be involved in that as well. Listen, Doug Baldwin. Now, people were downgrading Doug Baldwin because he was only 80 to 85%, whatever the case may be, going into week one. He bangs up the other knee now. They're saying it might be an MCL, and they're saying it could be a while. They're kind of mum on it, all right? I've heard two to four weeks. But this is a guy who was already injured, was already on the wrong side at 30. I'm a little concerned about Doug Baldwin, okay? I'll tell you who I like in his place when we get to the waiver wires a little bit later on. Greg Olson, as many of you know, I was getting hit. I think it was, uh, was it Lance who was saying already that he lost his tight end and Walker? You might have lost Greg Olson for a while. He is going to miss some time. This is the same foot that he had surgically repaired last year where he missed a good chunk of the season. Here's what I'll say. I'm going to give you some tight end that I like in the next segment. Ian Thomas is the tight end in Carolina who will be the next man up. He is very intriguing. My co-host on the morning show at 7 a.m., the king, Scott Angle, he was very high on Ian Thomas, was high on Ian Thomas coming into the season, says that the team likes him, that they were doing, he was doing well in camp, that he flashed a few times. He's going to get his opportunity. All right, so we'll see where he gets in in the mix in terms of your tight end waivers. And then we talked about Olsen. We got to talk about Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker uh, dislocates his ankle, uh, hurt some ligaments as well, got carted off the field late in that game, which went late. I think that game went something like eight hours long with the multiple uh, weather safety delays. But Delaney Walker is done for the season. Delaney Walker has been moved already to IR. Delaney Walker is done. Um, Their replacement for the Titans at least, is a kid named Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith is a tight end who flashed a few times last year. The organization likes Jonu Smith. I was talking about Jonu Smith going into this season because I thought Delaney Walker was old and Delaney Walker might get hurt. Now Delaney Walker's hurt. Jonu Smith is an interesting name to note. I'll tell you how they stack up with the other tight end potential ads that I like when we do our waiver wire segment a little bit later on. But the Titans got banged up, okay? They didn't only get banged up because they might have banged you out of a survivor pool. A lot of people did, in fact, get banged out with Tennessee, banged out with New Orleans, banged out with the Detroit Lions, should have been banged out with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, But if you listen to me, you either saw me on Patreon, you saw me here, I was giving you the Baltimore Ravens. My picks went just fine. I hope you won a little bit of cash on that. But getting back to the Titans, Delaney Walker, not the only one. Marcus Mariota with an elbow injury. They're saying he's probably okay, a little nerve issue, something like that. But, you know, something to keep an eye on there in Tennessee. And also, here's another one. Taylor Lewan, their high-prize left tackle, got concussed by a crackback block. Okay, keep an eye out on him. That's a lot of pieces in Tennessee to lose. Your quarterback, your all pro, your Pro Bowl tight end, and your highest paid left tackle in NFL history. 
I mean, Mariota should be there. Luan will be there eventually, but it gives me cause for pause on the Tennessee Titans. Other injuries that are important to me. Marquise Goodwin pulled a quad in that game uh, against Minnesota. Here's the thing. You know, then you see Dante Pettis coming out of nowhere, catching a touchdown, being viable, and everyone's like, oh, I got to add Pettis. I got to add Pettis. I don't know about that. All right, I think, you know, if Goodwin gets back, there's still Garcon there. There's still George Kittle there. Um, you know, there's still Breeder there out of the backfield. I think there's options. I don't know that Pettis is someone that I would spend my fab budget on or my waiver priority on necessarily. A couple of other pieces of news real quick. Um, the other injury that I think is really interesting is uh, the Houston Texans right tackle. Sean Troll Henderson goes down. He's got an ankle. He's done for the year. If you listen to the stats over Beat Cypher, if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, if you tuned into your boy Speeds and Spitting Statistician, you know that I have been down on the Houston Texans. I am fading the Houston Texans more than most. I was fading Deshaun Watson more than most. And this was the reason why I said the offensive line has the potential to eviscerate teams' prospects for the season real quick. Look what it did last year to Indianapolis, Cincinnati, the Giants, the Seahawks, and others. I'm worried about these Houston Texans and their offensive line. They were already a bottom five offensive line. They lost their right tackle. That means someone who was a backup was not good enough to start on one of the worst offensive lines in football is now going to be protecting Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson with an under 50% completion percentage. This worries me. Also, everyone was like, oh, Deshaun Watson's going to take this next step. There's also just the same amount of chance that Deshaun Watson regresses this year. And some of those playground antics that he was doing, running around thinking he's Russell Wilson just trying to make plays, that's not good for the second-year quarterback's development. I am a little concerned with the Houston Texans because their offensive line, and quite frankly, because Deshaun Watson is regressing. So keep an eye out on that. In Buffalo, uh, head coach McDermott has said they don't know if it's going to be Peterman or if it's going to be Josh Allen after their huge blowout loss to Baltimore. My survivor pick. This week, they are at home. They welcome the Los Angeles Chargers, who are also 0-1, but many people believe have much higher expectations this year. Here's what I'm going to say about this. I do think the Chargers will win the game. But I don't know if I'm going to lay any points with that team traveling West Coast to East Coast for the 1 o'clock game. If you're down with speeds and the spitting statistician and the stats overbeat Cypher, you know how I feel about that. That might be a stay away from me. I don't think it's an autoplay for your knockout pools. Eh, but that's just me. Okay. Um, another thing, we never talked about it, but we were talking about like Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. Well, David Johnson got paid as well. Good to note here. I know he underperformed in week one, but he did sign a three-year $39 million extension, which looks like it's only $13 million a year, right? Far less than what Lev Bell was looking for at 17. But the $30 million guaranteed is more than Lev Bell was ever offered in guaranteed money by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's really what it comes down to. Um, other kind of things that are out there right now, you saw that the Detroit Lions defecated the mattress on Monday night against the Jets. They were even spotted seven points as Darnold threw a pick six. But then they steamed ahead, right, and they get a big win. The Jets went 48-17. to There are reports today that there are some veterans down there in Detroit that are already upset with Matt Patricia saying that he implemented too many new rules or he worked them too hard. It's kind of like when Tom Coughlin came to a new team, you know. But And I, I, I say this because there's a chance that it unravels in Detroit. My man Mike Blewett has the Detroit Lions under at about 7.5. I think that's a really good bet because Green Bay is in it to win it. Minnesota's in it to win it. Chicago looks much improved with that defense to Khalil Mack. So... What last place team in the division is going to win eight games? I don't know that the Detroit Lions will, and I'm a little concerned. It could unravel quickly for rookie head coach Matt Patricia. Speaking of rookie head coaches, they went 1-7 and seven in the uh, first week of the season. All rookie coaches, right? They went 0-7, oh excuse me, including Gruden and the Raiders. But there is now news, breaking news, guys. The Raiders have signed? I kid you not. Martavis Bryant to a one-year deal. This is the same guy they cut 10 days ago. They spent the third-round draft pick for him, then cut him, and now they have a stinker in week one where Carr throws three interceptions and they go back and re-sign Martavis Bryant. I have no idea what that team is doing. I have no idea what John Gruden is doing. You know what I do know, though? 
I know what the people over at Daily Roto are doing. I got to tell you about Daily Roto. This is not just some read that I'm doing, okay? This is not some plug. I don't know if you saw this, but one of our Daily Roto subscribers won the Millie Maker in FanDuel in week one, okay? So you could have used my lineups. I put up like 160-something in DFS, which is modest. I min cashed. You know, I'm cashing. Can't go broke making a profit. But one of our subscribers literally won $1 million over on FanDuel in week one. That's why you need to listen here to the Fantasy Freestyle or BFFs or the Frenzy or anything here on the Fantasy Sports Network because we are helping you win your leagues and win that cash. Here's what I want to do. We're going to be taking a break in a hot second, okay? But I know we have a couple of questions real quick. So let me get to a couple of questions. Um, Curve Gotti. I like that. Curve Gotti. What are you, part of the Bodega Boys? My friend. Um, He's got a question here. Would you rather have Inunua or Fitzgerald? Here's the thing. And we're going to get into this when we get into my waiver wires and stuff. Week one, people are overreacting like crazy. People on Twitter are giving me trade possibilities that are outlandish, okay? Guys that you spent a third-round pick on being like, yo, should I drop them now? No! It's one week. Say that again. No! It's one week. Please do not completely overreact. I'm not talking about Curve Gotti per se or anybody out there, okay? But generally speaking, don't overreact, okay? People that had big games in week one are not going to be starting in three weeks. These waiver wire guys that I'm going to ask you, that I'm going to tell you about next segment, please compare that up against the need to maintain your waiver priority or the need to maintain your fab budget for when one of your studs actually gets injured and you need an actual handcuff, right? Don't just go on Will Deset because he popped off in week one. Sneak peek. I'm not investing in Deset at tight end. For everybody that's asking me here on the Stats Overbeat Cypher, I got people being like, yo, I need a tight end. I'll tell you which tight ends I like. Deset is not one of them. Let someone else in your league go get it. All right? We'll get into it. What I got wrong, what I got right. Waivers by position. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius, and vocal minority. Come on right back. I see everybody in the chat room. We'll answer your questions. Smash that like button. Hit us up at Spitting Speeds. You got a poll question as well. Come on back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive edge fantasy package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive edge fantasy package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package promo code FNTSY. California knows how to party. They keep it rocking. Hey, you know what it is here. It's your boy, the spitting statistician here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're getting it in after week one where people are overreacting like maniacs, but it's okay. I'm going to try and talk some people off the ledge. Curve Gotti, Inunua Fitzgerald. I do like Quincy Inunua. You're going to hear me talk about him as a waiver wire pickup, but not up against Larry Fitzgerald. Okay, Larry Fitzgerald is still your Hall of Famer, is still your wide receiver too. Inunua, the best Quincy Inunua could ever do is be something like a wide receiver three, okay? I understand that the Arizona Cardinals defecated the mattress in week one, but it's just week one. Okay, so that's a perfect example. I want to give a shout-out to a couple of people right now. Um, Josh Herman Hermeneg. Gildo, Hermenegildo, Josh Hermenegildo saying, I have a feeling RSJ is going to pull a cook next time against the Rams. And I wanted to mention this because I ain't mad at that analysis, okay? Listen, Jared Cook last night, what did he do? Nine catches, 180 yards. Here's the thing. The Rams' cornerbacks are really, really good. 
So I can see that the tight end against the Rams, and they have not invested in that run in that linebacker position. It's their front line, and it's those corners, right? I can see tight ends doing well against the Rams, or at least better than wide receivers do. Um, so I don't mind that analysis, and RSJ is in that spot next week. I like that, Josh, a little bit. All right, so I like that. You know, big shout-out to my men, Strong Style Ninja, Lance Davis. You know the the uh, the cipher is strong for sure. Odd bod, you like that reverse cowgirl. We're going position by position. Dilly dilly to you, and of course, um, a big time shout out. Where is it? I forgot. Oh man, someone said Speed's got the knowledge, but someone said you know that I was the best out there, and so I appreciate that. Speed's got the knowledge, you know, um, and the fact that uh, oh, where is it? I wanted to show ah, George H. Senor, best fantasy show. Period. You know what I'm talking about, okay? So we're going to get into some of your questions. Let me quickly outline what I got right, what I got wrong. Because, listen, I'm a man of my word. I acknowledge when I got it right. I acknowledge when I got it wrong, okay? You know, you can't please everybody all the time. I had someone hit me up on Twitter just today being like, yo, at Spitting Speed, you need to talk less. And I was like, yo, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry, like, don't listen if you don't want to, right? But let me get into it real quick with you guys. Here's the things I got right. I don't know how many times I told people all last week Kenny Stills was the number one wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. I was like, yo, get Kenny Stills in your lineups. Yo, even though blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes, get Kenny Stills in your lineup. All he did was go four for 106, not one, but two touchdowns in that game against Tennessee. He's still the number one wide receiver of the Miami Dolphins. Hopefully you listen to your boy speeds and sit and spit and statistician. In that game, I was telling everybody that among the Tennessee running backs, I was on some Deion Lewis greater than sign Derrick Henry. And that's the way it played out. Derrick, um, he outtouched Derrick Henry 21 to 11. Deion Lewis goes for 75 yards and a touchdown and five catches for 35 yards. Derrick Henry only gets 26 yards on the ground, one catch in the air. I think this is going to continue to happen, especially without Delaney Walker. Mariota, or whoever's playing quarterback there, is going to need another security blanket. If it's not Delaney Walker, the tight end, it's going to be the back out of the backfield. Deion Lewis shapes up to me to continue what it is. Obviously, we talked about the Steelers and Lev Bell and all that stuff. And James Conner, I was like, yeah, get him in your DFS lineup. I told you he was the chalk that you had to ride with. I said that, you know, you're getting James Conner everywhere you're drafting Lev Bell. And we all know what he did. He showed up, showed out, and a lot of people know about that already. I also told you about this Chiefs-Chargers game. I said it was going to be like an arena league game, okay? Hopefully you stacked up like whoa in that game. Phillip Rivers went for 424. Um, Keenan Allen, 8 for 108. I also told you about that Patty Mahomes is going to sling it. I said Tariq Hill was the perfect wide receiver for him. And I said they were going to keep needing to sling it because their defense would give up points. I said it was going to be an Arena League football kind of game. I believe that final was 38-28. The Chiefs now go on the road again. Back-to-back games on the road. They go to Pittsburgh for their for the Steelers home opener. I know Ben is complaining like he's got a little bit of an elbow injury. I'm taking Big Ben in Pittsburgh all day long against that secondary. Antonio Brown is about to eat. Juju is going to cleanse out the bad Juju and he's going to eat as well. So will James Conner, okay, in that game. That's going to be another high-scoring game, in my opinion. We'll get to my game picks and all that kind of stuff on the Thursday edition. Also, I told you about Evan Ingram. I told you that Evan Ingram to me was fugazi, that you needed to forget about him, right? He goes only two catches, 18 yards. I told you about that Dallas offensive line, that that was worrying me. I said it all last week. They don't do jack squat offensively okay Zeke only goes for 69 yards Dak gets sacked six times unfortunately you know the center Frederick goes down that unfortunately is something that will continue in my opinion what I get wrong I was telling people about Chris Hogan I was wrong I was telling people about Chris Hogan he uh defecates the mattress for you he only gets one catch for 11 yards listen I think it might be a one-off thing, but they do face Jacksonville this week, okay? And that cat scratch fever and that, uh, you know, those secondary guys. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Hogan. Um, but if you need to start him, it's okay to run him out there. But 
he did not deliver for you. I also thought that the Titans would definitely beat Miami. It didn't look good there. I had most of that game right. I had Stills right. I had Lewis right. But I thought Miami was one of the dumpster fires of the league and that they would, in fact, lose. It didn't happen. But remember, listen, they faced the backup quarterback. There were these two weather delays. Uh, they had a kickoff return for a touchdown, things like that. All right, let's get to these waivers. I know people are looking for these waivers, and let's start at tight end. Okay, I'm going to start at tight end. First of all, you got Jared Cook out there. Jared Cook is owned in half of leagues, and here's the thing. They can't figure themselves out in Oakland. Jordy Nelson still looks washed. Uh, Gruden was talking about how, you know, it's going to be harder to get Amari Cooper going than we thought. You know, so um, that could be an option. They face, though, they face Denver um, next week. At Denver, so I don't know if that's the place you want to go. Here's where I would go tight end, and I don't know how deep your league is. I don't know if these guys are available, but listen, um, in a quarter of leagues right now, you could still get George Kittle. If that is an option, he's my number one tight end, Dad. Okay, he had five catches for 90 yards, but it was on nine targets. Remember what we said about Goodwin? He, Jimmy G is looking for options, okay? They're going to have the Detroit Lions, who got crushed uh, last night. All right, now the Lions are going on the road to San Francisco. I like Kittle a lot. Other options that you may have available. I do not like Disley, okay? Disley is not a thing. Do not invest your priority or any fad budget on Will Disley, okay? This was a flash in the pan. Do not do it. I'd much rather Kittle. I'd rather Cook. And if you need something safe, Yo, don't sleep on Ben Watson. Don't sleep on Ben Watson, who's only owned in 35, 40% of leagues with the Saints. All right, they're going to bounce back. They are at home against Cleveland. I think Drew Brees has him as a safe kind of floor guy, especially with Ingram out the first few games. Ted Ginn popped off for them last week as the number two. In addition, of course, Michael Thomas. But you know about Drew Brees. There's opportunity there. Okay, so if you want a safe floor guy, Ben Watson is the guy for me. If you want to pop off a little bit, there is Jared Cook. I like George Kittle the best, although he is probably owned in your league. And then, you know, you can also consider Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron is a guy who I think, is, you know, he's only 35% owned. And I've said this before, in the Indy 2 uh, tight end system, Jack Doyle is actually the better blocker of the two. So that means that Doyle might be in more and Ebron may be running more routes than we may have thought going into that. Okay, so I'm okay with e, um, Ebron. And then, like I mentioned also, both of these tight ends that are replacing the old injured guys, John U. Smith, Ian Thomas, they're both viable. The last name I'll say is keep an eye out on Vance McDonald. If Vance McDonald is healthy, he goes right into that Pittsburgh lineup as their starting tight end. He could be a guy that is interesting. Shifting gears over to wide receivers. I think there's three wide receivers that I like. That you could pick up. The first is, in fact, Quincy Inunua. Quincy Inunua is only owned in 10% of leagues. Here's what I like. The Jets are running a lot of these RPOs, right? They're putting it in the belly of the running back, taking it out, and Darnold hits him quick over the top, right over the middle. That's going to be Inunua all day long. Okay, Inunua is going to be that move-the-chains, middle-of-the-field guy. Robbie Anderson, as you saw, is the deep threat. They're going to have Terrell Pryor as the big X receiver on the other side. Inunwa's going to be this uh, PPR kind of guy. Inunwa, I think, will be the most heavily targeted Jets wide receiver. They clearly have some kind of chemistry. I like Quincy Inunwa. I'm sorry, Curve Gotti. I just don't like him as much as Larry Fitzgerald. But I do like Inunwa. You definitely can spend the waiver claim on Inunwa to get him onto your roster. I think what he did is sustainable. The other guy that I like, but listen, this is someone I told you about going into the season. If he is not, uh, if he's available in your league, go get. Geronimo! I'm talking Geronimo Allison of the Green Bay Packers. I like Geronimo Allison. I liked him going into the season. I drafted him in some leagues where there was concern about Randall Cobb. I know he's the third wide receiver there. But an Aaron Rodgers passing attack can sustain three pass catchers. Geronimo Allison looked good. I think he is primed to have something of a little bit of a breakout. And I know Randall Cobb had a big game. I wouldn't be surprised if by all is said and done, by the time the fantasy playoffs roll around, if Allison is actually the number two wide receiver in Green Bay. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. All right. So he's a guy I like. But here's the other guy that I really do like. And when I say this name, you're going to be like, come on, Dane, really? But I target Brandon Marshall in waivers. 
I really would. I target Brandon Marshall in waivers, and here's why. One, you know about the Doug Baldwin injuries, right? He's going to be banged up, and it looks like it could be for a while. Yeah, Tyler Lockett is the next guy. But it was Marshall that led the Seahawks in targets. And both Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, you know, they're on the smaller side of wide receivers, right? The Seahawks lost Jimmy Graham in the offseason as well. Brandon Marshall is going to be the red zone target, I believe, of the Seattle Seahawks. He led the team with six targets, three for 46 and a touchdown. That's not like a line that's going to really move the needle much, but I do think, especially if and when Baldwin is out, Brandon Marshall represents, you know, the starting wide receiver on Seattle and one who will be, I think, a dominant red zone target still. I'm not spending the money on Philip Dorsett. I've had a lot of questions about him. I'm not doing that. Um, You know, Brady can make anybody look good, and Julian Edelman is coming back to take that role in a mere three weeks. So I'm not on Philip Dorsett. I don't think that's sustainable. A lot of people are adding Deshaun Jackson. I wouldn't. Okay, I think Chris Godwin is the guy. And remember, Deshaun Jackson also got banged up in that game. He he got concussed. The last thing I'll say, he's owned in 50% of leagues. You know, I've sung it left and right. I'll sing it again. Galladay, it would be so nice. He's the best wide receiver there in Detroit. You know, he's a big body wide receiver. I like that. Um, Galladay, it would be so nice. Okay, so we're going to do that. Um, and now let's get into some of these running backs. The first running back you probably have heard already. We're talking about Philip Lindsay. All right, this is a kid in Denver. And here's the thing. I'm going to surprise you here. I think he's a thing. I, I would invest on the waiver run in Philip Lindsay. Here's why. I don't think it threatens Royce Freeman. But if you're a Devontae Booker owner, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. I think this is going to become like a normal timeshare where you have Royce Freeman, Rolls Royce as the early down guy, as the big worker, and then you have Lindsey as the PPR back, and that's it. You know, I think it becomes like a much more standard, stable kind of thing where it's those two guys getting 90% of the touches, and it's Royce early downs, goal lines, that sort of stuff in between the tackles, and it's... This kid, Lindsey, as the PPR, the edge guy, the two-minute drill, the catch-up guy. And because of that, I think his PPR value is real and will continue. Okay, um, yeah, he, I don't know if he's going to rush 15 times for 71 yards much you know, anymore. But I do think his performance in PPR formats and in those kind of settings are legit. At quarterback, I don't know that you're going now for a quarterback per se. But yeah, I mean, I'm down with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to throw the rock. I think he's going to sling it. Sure. I'd rather have him than a Case Keenum. I'd rather have him than a uh, Sam Darnold, a Nick Foles, those sorts of kind of guys. Don't forget about my man, Terod. Terod showed what he can do with his legs as well. All right, let me hold it there. Let me start looking at some of these questions I got from the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Chris Chiafalo, standard flex question. Hooper, Hogan, Lewis, or Inunua? Interesting. Um... Well, because it's standard, I don't think it's Deion Lewis, okay? Um, Hogan is facing Jacksonville, so that's a problem for me. It comes down to Inunua or Cooper for me. Um, And to be quite honest, I think you got to go Amari Cooper. I know he defecated the mattress, but I think, listen, you're going what's most likely to happen. He was drafted as a wide receiver, too. Or, or, or even a back-end wide receiver one. Inunua is this kind of flash-in-the-pan, off-the-radar waiver kind of guy. Chris, I know you don't want to hear it, but I think the answer is still Amari Cooper. Also, he says, would you stick with Stafford or stream Keenum or Smith? I'm sticking with Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, uh, there was reports that the Jets knew the play calls and stuff like that. Matthew Stafford got banged up. Uh, ultimately, though... I still think Matthew Stafford is a quarterback who can win you week to week. All right. And I, I don't know that I would take Alex Smith or Case Keenum. The one thing I will say about Alex Smith is they're in their home opener next week. They look good in Arizona. And they're in the home opener against the Indianapolis Colts, which is a pass defense I can want to attack. So I understand that, Chris. So if you want to go to Alex Smith because you're so, you want to jump off the Stafford bus. I'm not horribly mad at it, but I would stick with Stafford. Smith would be my option over Keenum. Uh, Tubehead07 asks, should AP, Adrian Peterson, be a sell high right now for an RB1, RB2? I know I said don't overreact. This is a situation, though, where I, I would do this, Tubehead. 
Because Peterson has shown that he has these flashes, and then because he's an old man, he kind of goes down and down and down over time. So I think if you can get something for him, I would be okay with that. All right? So there you have it. There are some of the questions. Mike Lacey is asking me, should I drop Wilkins for Yeldon? You know, that's interesting. I mean, if you have Leonard Fournette, then yes, okay? The reason I can see you being down on Wilkins is because he did not show up, show out in his opportunity. Marlon Mack coming back for Indianapolis. Naheem Hines having a role, especially in the past game, which is a name that you heard from your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. I was talking about Naheem Hines as the PPR kind of option, and that happened. So, I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I think it's good if Fournette is out. Um, I could go either way on that, Mike Lacey, but sure, I think it's okay to take a stab at TJ Yeldon because Wilkins saw we saw what Wilkins could do when he was the starter, and it wasn't that impressive. That's about it for right now. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take another break here on the uh, Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds. I'm going to check out uh, the chat room. We're going to get into some more of your questions. I'm going to rapid fire, reel off all those questions, and then we're going to put the fun in functional sports content. So if you got something for Speeds in the chat room, hit me up right now. Yatusabe. We're going get, to get it in for you and help you get ready for week two. Those are the waiver guys I liked. I'm going to answer your questions and keep it moving. Remember, we got that poll question up as well come on back it's the fantasy freestyle you already know what it is speeds the spitting statistician you know i love the cypher baby smash that like button From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I got you all in check. I had my week one uh, opponents in check as well. Yo, I got to give a big shout out to my man, Craig. He goes by Dusty on Twitter. And he hits me up. And he says, on the real, what is your preferred method of showing appreciation? Which winds up with more cash in your pocket that he says the cypher owes me. Listen, to Craig, to Dusty, anybody who hits me up on Patreon, I appreciate it, okay? But I think you know at this point, if you've been with the Stats Over Beat Cypher for a while, you know that this is a labor of love for me. Nobody loves the cypher. Nobody loves doing this that we do right here better than the spitting statistician, okay? But I appreciate that, Craig, because honestly, I also had a note today from someone being like, yo... Let someone else finish a thought. Uh, Let someone else talk on the Fantasy Radio Network today. And I was like, yo, man, um, you know, hey, I'm trying to I'm just trying to live. I'm trying to help my cypher win their leagues and win that cash. Thank you so much, Craig, out there. Thank you for the people who are hitting me up on Patreon. Thank you for the people that smash that like button like my man Lance Davis says. Yeah, Lance Davis, strong style. Woo-ha! I got you all in check. That's what it is. Um... All right, let's answer some of these questions, okay? We go to the chat room. I talked about Mike Lacey already. Uh, Dilvir Apal. Uh, I'm sure I butchered that name, so I apologize. Do I trade Cook and Fitz for AJ Green and Freeman? Um, these two for two things, eh. I feel like, and I'll say it again. I, I, you know, I'm not saying you right now, uh, Dilvir Apal. But this idea of, like, should I trade? I feel like some people are just trading just to trade. Because, you know, like, they just did their draft, and they're so excited, and they want to keep on moving players around. But when I see something like Fitz and AJ and Cook and Freeman, these guys are, like, within five spots of most people's ranks anyway. So it's like six of one, half a dozen of the other. I will say this, though. Um, I'm worried about Devontae Freeman health-wise. Okay, he had the knee. He's had a bunch of concussions. So that is a little bit of a concern. So I think the safer side of that is Cook and Fitz, but I can see that either way. I hope that helps for you. I'm sure it doesn't help that much. Jeremy McMahon, who's been part of the cypher, dilly dilly to him, new friend of the show. Should I stick with Collins for week two or plug in Rolls-Royce? Um, I like Collins. Okay, here's the thing. Don't forget about Alex Collins. Um, 
they didn't have to do jack in week one. You know what I'm saying? When they when uh when they trounced the Bills, right? So for example, you know, um Alex Collins only ran 17 times. They gave Lamar Jackson seven carries. Buck Allen got four. Kenneth Dixon got 13. That's because the game slow, like, was so much that they didn't need Alex Collins, okay? So, no, I'm okay with you going right back to Alex Collins in what is a much, should be a tougher matchup where they're going to be in the game against Cincinnati a little bit more, okay? So, no, I'd go right back to uh, Alex Collins. So, I'd stick with him, Jeremy. Dilly dilly to you. Jen Rott, who should I drop for Keenum? Carr or Bortles? Uh, Bortles. You know, Derek Carr, they defecated the mattress, I know, and I don't really understand what's going on over there, but I have no faith in, in Bortles service, okay? So I would say Derek, uh, I would say Carr, if you are in a situation where that's what you have to do, Jen, um, hit me up over on Twitter, though, or on Patreon. Uh, there may be some better options for you out there, okay? But if you were going to do that, I dropped Bortles. Um, I want no part of Bortles. They're going up against New England uh, this week. 15 Pistol Pete 1 asks, should I drop Baldwin for Inunwa? That's interesting. It comes down to how long you think this Baldwin thing is going to linger, right? Like, if Baldwin comes back, there is a greater chance. And this is what I tell you. I tell you, don't worry about week one. You need to worry about week 14, 15, and 16. And I think that there's a better chance that Baldwin is actually back and more healthy in early December and then back as the number one wide receiver for the Seahawks than Inunua. So I wouldn't do it. I would not drop Doug Baldwin just yet. I would hold on Doug Baldwin. I really would. I know you're going to have to be carrying the roster spot. I know he's going to miss some time. If they say that he's going to be gone for like the year or they say he's going to miss eight weeks, then I think it's okay. But when they're playing this week-to-week, this two-to-four weeks kind of thing, in that situation, I think you got to hold for it. I think you got to hold him. Um, and I know it doesn't sound great, but I think you need to hold him. All right, James Pagawai says, Lindsay or Eckler? That's interesting as well. Because um, Eckler, most people see as just like the handcuff to Melvin Gordon. But I believe he might have some standalone value. And I think his standalone value is more established, more entrenched. We've seen it before. In these kind of things, Lindsey and Eckler, out there to James uh, Pagwai, I go with what I've seen more often. And I've seen Austin Eckler more often than Lindsey. I know a lot of people want to be the guy like, yeah, I grabbed Lindsey. I got Lindsey on my team. So when other people are like, how'd you know about that diamond in the rough? But I think Eckler is more likely to uh, be valuable for you and beneficial for you moving forward. So I would go Eckler over Lindsey. And then Chaming Nguan says start Cooks or Hogan for wide receiver two. Coming up this week, I start Brandon Cooks because, remember, Hogan is going up against Jacksonville. And those, uh, that secondary can really shut down wide receivers. And, you know, Hogan already defecated the mattress on that one. All right? So there's where I am on that. Um, if you got more questions, hit me up. Hey, Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery. If you can line up maybe two or three more questions, that would be amazing. Bears defense or Jets defense is a question from Chris. I like this Jets defense. I'm telling you, they were getting pressure on the quarterback. They look good in the secondary. I don't think they're going to have five picks again. But remember also, they're coming home in their home opener, and they're facing a Miami team that I don't believe in. Yeah, I know Kenny Stills had two touchdowns. He's really the only part of that offense. If you remember, okay, Miami got a kick return for a touchdown in that game. It was an odd game with the weather delays. They were at home. They now travel up north. I like the Jets' defense. All right, yes, Lance Davis, that's what I'm talking about. Tell everybody to smash that like button. Big Ben or Patty Mahomes in Pittsburgh? Now, there is a question. Everyone's on this, oh, I love Patty Mahomes. I also love Patty Mahomes. That's Mahomes, yo. But the answer is Big Ben at home. I think the answer is Big Ben at home against that Kansas City Chiefs pass defense, which can be... Remember, Phil Rivers in a losing effort threw for 425 yards. Okay? Big Ben at home against that defense, I think, is going to put up big numbers. Unless, of course, that elbow injury that we hear word about becomes a problem. Okay? So Big Ben is my answer to you, Mendo Bruce, unless you hear the kind of... Uh, 
the injury is a little bit different or something like that. Okay, you're welcome, Chame Nguan. I hope I pronounced your name right. Um, yeah, we're looking at this. Speed, should I drop the New Orleans defense for the Jets or the Bears D? Yes. Yes, part of the point the way I like New Orleans was because of their early schedule. They had two home uh, games early. Tampa Bay lit them up. They've got Cleveland, which I don't think is going to light them up, but I do like the Jets' defense. I do like the Bears' defense better than what's going on in New Orleans right now. Uh, Skate from us agrees with me, says drop them for the Bears. Um, Strong Style agrees with me, says Big Ben at home. I agree with that. The Bears. That D is an absolute freak show, says my man Big Timer. Possibly no Joe Hayden this week. He likes Mahomes better than Ben this week. You are free to have your opinion, my friend. It's all good. I ain't going to hate you because of that. I'm riding with Big Ben at home against the Kansas City Chiefs defense. But then again, that is just me. All right, Danny, if you want to line up a couple more questions, that would be great. I want to tell some uh, real quick, though. If you're listening to me, and by looking at it in the chat room, many of you are. Big shout out to the people hitting me with the thumbs up. And, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter, at Spittin' Speed. You can answer the poll question. And if you really want that exclusive coverage, if you want guaranteed responses all the way through Sunday morning, you got to subscribe and hit me up on Patreon, okay? I'm telling you, I will respond to you on Patreon even Sunday morning. I ain't responding on Twitter on Sunday morning, okay? But here's the thing. One of the things we did last season, we're going to start to bring it back, was a Game of Inches. Hashtag game of inches. What I want to know is where were your bad beats? Did you lose by less than a point and you had Matt Bryant as your field goal kicker? Did you uh, lose like my man Tyrone? Check this out. Tyrone said he lost by less than a point and was facing the Rams defense who had that pick six at the very end of the game after the two-minute warning. After the two-minute warning on Monday Night Football, that's where they lost. I think there were some stat corrections in there as well, but that's an example of game of inches, okay? Um, Flock Time, my boy on Twitter, friend of the cipher, lost by one point and got zero from Doug Baldwin. Game of inches. All he needed was one catch for uh, one yard, and he would have won there. But my favorite one, I forget where this comes on Twitter. Check this out. Know your settings, right? Um, this guy is playing in a league where there's no negative points. Can't go lower than zero with your score. Lost by two-tenths of a point. Point two. There was no negative points. Was facing LeGarrette Blunt, who put up in that league a zero. But if you know he really had negative three rushing yards, that would have been negative three-tenths of a point. And this is a guy who lost by two-tenths of a point. Literally a game of inches. If you think you have the worst beat, the toughest luck, the worst game of inches, hit me up at Spittin' Speeds. Hit me up on Patreon as well. We'll always announce whoever got the best, worst, best game of inches. And whoever for the whole season has the most heartbreaking loss, and I got to tell you, it's going to be hard to beat this one. Uh, We're going to give you a Roto Experts in-season fantasy football package. I know my man Strong Style Ninja. We got to get you set up already with that. The King Scott Angle is going to be reaching out to you later on this week. We're going to get you that in-season package. And we're also going to find out what week you want to speak to the King Scott Angle uh, to, you know, have him help set your lineup. But that's the flow of the game of inches last year. Guys like Tyree Kill, Austin Safarian Jenkins, and, and uh, Derek Henry, other guys, help people win, lose, game of inches also you know how much i love uh dilly dilly and all that how do you guys feel about these new dilly dilly commercials i'd love to hear you guys on the chat room on that matter of fact danny auto if you're out there my man are you down there um if you're down there hop on with me for a couple of seconds we only got a couple minutes left i am always down here that's what's up yeah strong (laughs) style knows and lance davis is telling people to stay calm let cooler heads prevail i like that jose lopez um, yeah, how do you follow it? You, uh, Jose, go to my Twitter profile. There's a link to the Patreon, okay? I guarantee you I respond. Siraj Patel knows Strong Style. Y'all all know I hit y'all up, okay? All it takes is a dollar. Um, but in any event, yeah, rumor has it is true, Lance. The king took down the fantasy executive in uh, GST. That is definitely true. These big timers that are giving me right now your, uh, your, your uh, game of inches, put that to me on Twitter so I can track them all and announce them later on this week. Jim Ross, yo, you play the king. I hope you take him down, all right, JR? Dilly dilly, Jim Ross. I hope you take him down. He was talking a little bit too much smack for me uh, this morning on Roto Experts in the Morning. Hey, JR, take him down, all right? Um, hey, Mendo, I appreciate that. Uh, maybe I'll help him with Scott. Don't worry about it, brother man. All right, um, Danny. 
Were you watching football this weekend? Were you seeing some of these commercials? I didn't see very many commercials, but yeah, I was watching football. So they got new Dilly Dilly commercials. They got new with the king and all this stuff. It's like this other king and queen come in, and they're like, the other king and queen are like, oh, our castle is much better than this. Our drinks are much better than this, all this stuff. And then the queen to our boy, the king, is like, yo, why we have these guys over? We don't like these people. And they're like, oh, we're invading their castle right now. And then you get the Bud Knight, like, George! I don't know. It didn't move me. It didn't really move me. These new Dilly Dilly commercials are not as good as last year, in my opinion. Hit me up and let me know if you agree or not. I'm a little bit worried about them. They put that one guy in the Dilly Dilly guillotine in that one commercial. You're right on that one, Lance. You're right on that. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, but we'll see about uh, we'll see if they improve over time. Marky Mark, I'm going to do week two defensive streamers on Thursday. Dan is asking, is there no more calling in? Here's what we're doing. We're working on a second phone line right now. We're pulling double duty here, okay? There's another show going on live right now. Adam Ronis doing the Scout Fantasy, and he is doing it over the phone line, okay? So that phone line is blocked up, but our fearless leader, Mike Cardano, is there installing another phone line for us. So we're going to get that back and live, okay? So I'm sorry. Dan that I don't get to hear your voice I love hearing the cypher okay you know that I love the stats overbeat cypher and hearing you guys instead of reading the questions this is the way we got to make do right now but moving on into the season we are going to have uh we're going to get those phone lines back up so you can holler at your boy speeds and get down here on air I know you guys also like hearing yourselves on air as well okay so I understand that we're working on that but this is the way to hit me up for now but Danny um, they got a new commercial, a Geico commercial with my man Stefan Diggs. I think this is hysterical. Okay, and the thing is, like, everything sticks to his hands. He's, like, at the mailbox, and, you know, he can't get, like, the mail off him, and then he goes to the mailbox itself, and he rips it off the foundation. <laughs> That's my man, Stefan. Can you digs it? I like that, but we got to keep an eye out, man, because, honestly, Danny, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about these Dilly Dilly commercials, and so we may have to stop saying Dilly Dilly to everybody. Um... Did you uh, did anything catch your eye, Danny, watching football this weekend? I didn't see, like I said, I didn't really see the too many commercials. I did want to tell you one thing relating to Dilly Dilly. Yeah, holla. I saw a Dilly Dilly button. Really? Where you hit it and it just says Dilly Dilly. Oh, why did you not get it for me? I was trying to, I was trying to get it. I didn't see any for sale. It was just like on the side of a register. And I asked them where they were, and they, they said they were over there, and I couldn't find mm. any. Yeah. All right, well, listen, they uh, are, they I heard exist. from homegirl Jilly Dilly right. earlier today. She says she's got something coming for me. I appreciate that. Of course, you know, she's one of the uh, princesses of the Stats Over Beat Cypher. Can't, can't surpass the unicorn, of course. But, you know, Jilly Dilly, we got to love that. A couple more questions before I get out of here real quick. Jonathan Olivo, AP for Freeman? Mm. I really think AP is going to fall flat. This is not a sustainable thing. So, no. I know about the Devontae Freeman injuries that I'm talking about, but no. I'm, I'm not on AP. I do not want to acquire AP at this point. If anything, I'm selling high on AP. I mean, going again, could I drop Cole, Keelan Cole from Marshall or Goodwin? Yes. Yes. I do not believe in this Jaguars pass offense regardless. Okay? So, yes, I'm okay with casting aside part of the Jacksonville pass game for a Brandon Marshall or a uh, – Goodwin? I don't know about Goodwin. He got hurt. Godwin, I would do that for. Um, Jordan Cope, Houston or Tennessee defensively this week? Um, you know, we only got a minute left. I got to go look at those matchups for that. And we're going to definitely do what I'll do is defensive streamers. I gave you kind of the waiver guys that I like. We'll do the defensive streamers on the Thursday show. But real quick, out of Houston or Tennessee, um, Houston is playing Tennessee, right? So I'm going to go Tennessee. I think that Houston offensive line really scares me, and I'll go with the home team in their home opener in a division matchup. Uh, give me Tennessee. Last question real quick before we get on out of here. B Mark 44 do I trade Connor for Freeman? No. Juice the orange. Get everything. Good to the last drop. We don't know about Lev Bell, so I keep Connor. You got an RB1 right there. I keep it. Thanks to everybody. Hit me on Twitter, on Patreon. I'll see you Thursday. Dilly dilly. Peace. We out.